0: vgrt gaming podcast episode 701 recorded on october 26th 2023
1: 701st edition of the td gaming podcast and 534th episode of video game roundtable i am tj denzer i am scott dirk and i am jonah falcon the vgrt gaming podcast focuses on game news from around the industry
0: yeah so let me ask you a question uh tj have you been playing city skylines 2 yet i have not
1: i want to get in there but i had too much other stuff to do this week okay
0: um it is as uh frame rate stuttery as people say. Uh, it definitely has problems graphically. but um, from what little I've played so far, it's really really deep in terms of the gameplay mechanics. One of the things I like is that now all of the all of the uh, electricity, uh, water and uh, wastewater are automatically underneath the roads. So all you need to do is connect to the roads in order to have them connected to the uh, to the uh, uh, to the various systems. So um, oddly enough, you don't need to do you don't need to have um, any uh, electricity attached to the. Well, I guess it's not so unusual to the uh, to the pipe that spews out the uh, the sewers. One thing that I noticed, which is going to be a real pain, is that now the game takes into account wind. And now you have to be careful that all the nasty stuff, like the uh, like the factories and all that, are not downwind of your residential properties.
2: <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, usually you want to keep them far away from there.
0: So you have to look at the wind <laughs> to make sure that you don't make a mistake. Um, That's really funny. Yeah. Well, I haven't gotten very far in it. Um, I don't know how much I'll be playing it, because... As much as I'm enjoying it, uh, it's still a little bit of a pain to, to play. Um, they said that – well, I think we have it in the news anyway about what they're doing with it. Yeah. Um, well, there are still little, little things that really cho- make me chuckle. Like you can look at all of your citizens and uh, one of them <laughs> – I clicked on a, on a citizen walking his dog and his dog had a name. So apparently all the pets have names too. So everybody's doing stuff. Now we talked about la- uh, a while ago how you know uh, you have adults, you have teens, you have children, and uh, one of the interesting things is that when you start your city, you may see them building stuff, but until they actually get inside, they're they're not population. So it's sort of like you know you'll have your greens, and then th- uh, and then the uh, buildings will start you know being construction. You see these uh, uh, these cranes and stuff. But your population remains zero, and I had to wait for people to actually come in the roads and drive up to their homes and get in them before they counted as population. Huh. It's really cool. Another thing that I that I think is new, I don't know if it was passed into it, but now, um, you know how you have different, uh, you know, when when you really need residential, you have the residential bar going up and stuff like that. Now you have the density, bar, uh, each of bars for density. So you, you might see light residential this much, medium residential this much. So now they've subdivided it into that. You know exactly, oh, they don't want light, re- they need some medium dense residential now. So you, you have it down to that as well. So you know when you start, need, start, need to start making the, uh, the medium residential. Uh, one of the amusing things is that um, they still have Twitter. Basically, the Twitter version, and it's not X, because it's a blue bird. So, (laughs) the other thing is that, um, speaking of cities, uh, now that you also have, um, the radio station actually has the the announcers talking about stuff going on in your city, too.
2: That's a good feature. I always like to have that kind of radio thing going on, making the city feel more alive and, like... What you're seeing is what's going on. Yeah. Also, every
0: place has its own address. So sometimes they'll say, hey, come to our new uh, auto body shop here on 104 Cherry Street. And you can click on 104 Cherry Street, and it'll take you to, your, to that auto body shop. So, yeah, it's really, really dense. And I think having a frame rate was the last thing that they were considering. <laughs> so, and um, here's the thing. I knew it was going to be like this like a month ago when they said, Oh yeah, we're delaying the console version for a couple of months that told me, Oh yeah, they don't have this down yet. And the PC version is probably going to have problems too. So it's not, it's not a secret that, um, it wasn't, it wasn't a surprise to me that it was, you know, janky like this. I mean, we talked about last time they said, well, you know what, when launches prepare for some jank. We talked about that last week, but yeah, it is real. On the other hand, um, it's really really good and I can't wait to because uh, things don't unlock until you get a population like you can't unlock uh, uh, hospitals or or uh, waste uh, you know trash can waste and stuff like that or morgues until you get a certain population level which isn't too high but it takes a long time even if you even if you have it on fastest speed it seems like it's still slow in building and I believe that's because of all the uh, all
1: the mechanics that are in it. <coughs> yeah, nice. And, like, I some of the stuff that my colleagues have been talking about uh, doing with the game since, uh, since it came out is really just fun to listen to. I've heard, I, I learned that uh, you can actually, like, build a surplus of water and power and then sell them to uh, profit your city. Yeah, the reverse
0: is true, too. There is a um, power line... That you can connect to if you want to, in which, um, if you need energy, they will sell it to you. Yeah. That's the other thing. Um, this movie is very generous with the money. It is very generous with the money, even with uh, normal play. And I like that. You know, it's kind of frustrating. Oh, I can buy uh, build a hospital now, but I can't afford a hospital.
1: Yeah, and like, it's... And so the other stuff, too, like one of my buddies was talking about how uh, he he built a bus station, but not enough people were using the bus. So he created like a intentionally bad traffic situation where they would use the bus for commerce more than they would use cars because of it.
0: Yeah. So, um, like I said, I haven't had much time to really delve into it because I've had other stuff on my mind matter of fact, you know, I stopped playing Starfield and started playing uh, State of Decay 2 more because they had some new updates, which added some interesting twists to the game. Uh, what have you been playing, TJ?
1: I was playing Alan Wake 2 for review this week. Oh, okay. And uh, it has just come out. My review is up now. And uh, that game, I was worried that uh, it wasn't going to be enough of a different flavor to stand out among all the other good horror games that have come out in 2023. It's a trip. It's a trip in a way I didn't expect at all. And, uh, and like, it's, having played so many of Remedy's games at this point, like, it's also, like, a, a great, great evolution of, of all of the things that they've been doing for years.
0: Yeah, they had the granny from Ghostbusters.
1: <laughs> they, uh, they still have, like... The librarian uh, from Ghostbusters, I mean. They still have the very surreal kind of transitional shifts between uh between like live action segments and gameplay. They still have the uh sort of TV drama serials running in the background that sort of like of course do they do. it's remedy games. games. What do you what did you expect? Sam Lake is still a character and still has a character insert in this one. It's it's like it's it's not just unsettling and, and like, spooky all, on all fronts and, like, does a great job of handling building dread and terror, but it's also such a love letter to what Remedy has been doing for years. And uh, it's really incredible how it all came together to create sort of some a different flavor of horror from the stuff that we've seen this year.
0: Yeah, and they, like I said, they have the uh, librarian from Ghostbusters in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, like...
0: That old granny ghost.
1: <laughs> One of the coolest things that, I've, that I saw it do, like, you have, for the, the two characters that you play in the game are Saga Anderson, who's an FBI agent, and of course, Alan Wake. Alan, and they both have, like, mind palace setups where, like, you go into their mind, you look at the details of what's going on, and you can sometimes mess with them. Alan eventually gets the ability to, like, take concepts that or locations that he learns about in the world and he can rut, like put them together mix and match to open up paths for himself through a situation and when it happens like you you're like you like go back to the gameplay and you might be like a train putting FBI agent into the uh, situation and suddenly that scene shifts in in real time into a police crime scene investigation and it's just so incredible to see it in action as you play through the game. These these shifts of, like, surrealness and reality and fake and everything <laughs> contorting as uh, as the story <laughs> plays out.
2: Yeah. How about you, T- uh, Scott? What have you been playing? I've just been playing <clears throat> Minecraft and uh, haven't been playing anything else right at the moment. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to
0: move on to, uh, to quick news. Um Star Wars Dark Forces Remastered is coming to Steam in February, so looking forward to that. And uh, this is with Kyle Katarn, and this game's version of how the Death Star plans were stolen. Screw screw the the movie. This is how it actually happened.
1: I did not know that Kyle Katarn goes on to be the Jedi in Star Wars Jedi.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he learns that he starts off as Han Solo. He becomes Luke Skywalker. Actually, that's not true. He starts off... As Han Solo becomes Obi Wan because Luke, he actually meets Luke in in one of the dark, in one of the Jedi Knight games.
1: Yeah, like that's such an interesting thing because like I had played Dark Forces and I knew about Jedi Knight, but I hadn't played the Jedi Knight games. And to learn like that character has such a long arc over the course of several games was really interesting.
0: He's one of the forgotten protagonists of Star Wars that a lot of people have forgotten.
2: That's a shame. So I liked the Jedi Knight games, and it was an interesting character.
0: Yeah, poor Raven Software—they're stuck doing Call of Duty. Hopefully, um, Microsoft will set them free. Uh, actually, that's one of the things that I, I learned. It's something I already knew that they were going to do, but they reaffirmed it. Is like they're going to each studio and saying, "Hey, what do you want to make?"
1: Yeah, yeah definitely helpful. And then today we saw some news about like their—they shifted up the leadership a bit. And uh, they're going to be having some studios answering directly to, I guess, uh, they basically have Microsoft or Xbox executives uh, acting as the liaisons for some of these uh, studios like Bethesda and Activision Blizzard now, which is a good idea because then you find out because then there'll be like, hopefully those conversations will happen where we'll get to see games that haven't seen the light of day for a long time come back.
0: Yes, I agree. I know you're just thinking, Vicarious Visions, set them free. <laughs> yes. <laughs> set them free. That's definitely one of them. Set Raven Software free. you imagine a new Soldier of Fortune game? I wonder how many people remember that IP. That was the first uh, person shooter that went hard on the uh, dismemberment, like being able to shoot off body parts, shoot their leg off, shoot their arm off. But anyways, uh, we're gonna move on to game news. Um, Xbox had their Xbox Partner Preview on Xbox Wire the other day, and we can go in this in any order you like. Um, I'm gonna go first with Still Wakes the Deep, which looks like yet another game by the Chinese Room that's really creepy. This one takes place in the middle of the ocean. I think you're on an. It looks like an oil rig, you know, one of those deep sea oil rigs, and then there's something supernatural happening.
1: I have not seen what the chinese room can do i hear about them all the time and i hear that they have great puzzle and adventure game design and i just haven't had a chance to sit down and have a look at it really you you haven't seen the chinese room like i i I, let me i'm looking at their games right now it's just like i hear about these games all the time and it's just i've never had a chance to play any of them the closest (laughs) i've ever come to playing them you never played played the arrestor games You never played DiRestra? You never played Amnesia Machine for Pigs? The only one I've come close to playing is Amnesia Machine for Pigs.
0: (laughs) What's Um, interesting is that uh, they just added uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 as something that they're working on now. One of many developers who are working on (laughs) Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. And I will say this, you know, if the Chinese room is the one who's working on Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, I say yes, please, let them do it.
1: But I've like I hear about these other games literally all the time. Dear Esther, I've everyone's gone to rapture. Yours. Yeah, everyone's gone to Ma- rapture. Yeah, like well-known studio. Someday I just need to have a look at what they do because they sound very good.
0: You see the trailer for Still Wakes the Deep, or actually, is the game play trailer?
1: I didn't get a chance to see it.
0: Really? Oh, you got to check it out. It, it is really effective, even just as a trailer. You can see why they did the Amnesia Machine. It's basically them doing Amnesia Machine for pigs, really. I mean, it was that kind of creepiness. Nice. So I know that uh, you highlighted uh, Manor Lord, Scott. And I'm with you. And I'm shocked to learn that there's only one developer on that. There's only one person who's developing that game. Yeah. It's basically their version of... It's kind of a cross with Total War and um, a city-building game.
2: Yeah, like a feudal Sim, uh, yeah, feudal Sim game, but you have a total war and fighting, and I guess building up your citizens and your different uh, buildings.
0: Yeah, apparently, beautiful environments. They, they apparently there was a demo that was released on Steam a while ago, so you can actually test it out. But I'm really looking forward to this. This this is right up my alley. There's too few games that are like this.
2: I, I think it looks like a fun game. I I could enjoy this one too. I like the strategy, and I always like shitty building.
0: Yeah. They also showed off Metal Gear Solid Sigma Snake Eater uh, using the Unreal Engine 5, and it looks really, really good.
1: Yes, it does. There was a severe lack of Ocelot in that entire trailer. <laughs> um, that said, I'm really excited for that, because Metal Gear Solid 3 is probably my favorite of the entire series. I think it was probably the best for a lot of reasons. Um and like I'm I I it's strange to think of it without Kojima leading the project cuz like that guy had a lot of input into like the visuals, the the story, the narrative. The unfortunate horniness, the uh and uh, like all the bad with the good. But and I and I wonder Konami has been like so far very hit or miss on everything it's done with gaming in these last few years. And it's going to be odd to see. It's going to be interesting to see if they can pull off Kojima's level of effort without him.
0: Well, this isn't exactly like they're they're making a game from the well, they are making the game from the uh from the ground up with the Unreal Engine. But um it's not like they're, they're working from scratch. you know. It's not like they're doing Silent Hill 8 or something.
1: But are they going to keep the inherent weirdness of it all intact? Like, is Ocelot going to jump in front of Snake and then make cat noises at him that call the rest of his soldiers up? Is he going to juggle revolvers and make you pick one? Is there a man that's just going to be covered ew. in bees that shoots bees at you because bees are his power? You see, The well, problem is that this is being developed
0: by uh, the uh, konami digital games uh, games division which tells me nothing it tells me nothing yeah. so i have no idea who's actually working on it
1: it's one thing to emulate oh, kojima's man. weirdness it's another thing to actually capture it um then we have uh like a
0: dragon infinite infinite money uh they introduced it, well. an
1: Animal Crossing style game mode to this. Yeah,
0: I that was what I was going to point out. It's it's Itchy. He's on a Hawaiian island and he's just building stuff. It's just uh, the Itchy games for uh, for uh, Yakuza are proving to be the weird and wacky ones, and they're the ones I'm attracted to.
1: Like I can get yeah, I can get down with Animal Crossing style antics in Yakuza Land. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's such an odd thing like what I, I appreciate it I appreciate them stretching their 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 creative chops and just being like let's try some crazy things
0: I mean the game that came out uh, like a like a Dragon Isshin is basically you know just Yakuza in the Edo period you know same everything is a regular Yakuza game at least the ones with Itchy are just batshit crazy at least the two games that he's been in so far.
1: Yeah. And this is going to be the one where, like, my understanding is this is going to be the one where, uh, where Ichi and,
0: uh. Ichi and what?
2: You're having I mean, a lot I, of. I saw him, he, he captured, like, a Animal Crossing bug. I didn't know if that was just, uh, somebody making a meme or if that was the actual game. That, no, that's the actual yeah, game. That's
1: a real thing in the game now. <laughs> oh, wow. Here's the thing. Like a Dragon, uh, the
0: first Like a Dragon was basically him envisioning himself in a Dragon Quest universe. You know, his entire mental state is a Dragon Quest RPG. Looks like now his entire mental state is Animal Crossing. Hey, and here's the thing. If if Itchy is going to keep on, you know, riffing on different games, you know, making parody of games, I'm all for that. Why not? I mean... Maybe next time he'll do a riff on I don't know what's a maybe he'll do a riff on DDR and he'll you know it'll be a dancing game.
1: That's a good point. I'm trying to think of what genre they should tackle next.
0: Oh God, no, no, not any Yandir simulator or
1: <laughs> hey, like th- it's really, it looks really fun. It looks like they're having a good time like making this game too because yeah. like this everything about it is just over the top and zany and weird.
0: So is the original game with Itchi, so it's, it's mm-hmm. staying it's staying within its uh, bounds. Um, let's talk about the finals. So the finals, I was uh, the entire time I was watching the trailer, say, oh, finally, someone brought back Monday Night Combat, and people seem to forget that that and Demigod were the first types of games of its of its ilk. You know, the looter, the um, the League of Legends style game, except as shooters. Because they both had creeps, and they both have, you know, teams and stuff like that. And the finals, you know, apparently, you know, it's basically taking Monday Night Combat, and every time you kill somebody, they turn into a shower of gold coins. (laughs) It it looks like it's not not taking itself seriously either, and that's basically what that, that genre needs, too.
1: Yeah. For sure. And if they keep adding strange things to it and doing funny little, like, twists and and subversions of different genres that's fun too yeah. eventually we're gonna get a, a like a dragon that's like survival horror but it's just him beating up weirdos speaking of which uh,
0: I really don't want to talk about uh, Ark survival ascended I, I really don't care and it's not because I don't you know the if you're if you like that game that's fine but I am just over the developer they just they're just skeezy, and I don't like talking about them.
1: RoboCop Rogue City has looked strangely good.
0: Yeah, and the only thing that turns me off is that it com- these RoboCop games completely lose the idea of what RoboCop is, and he's not supposed to be a hero. He's supposed to be a symptom of a fascist government who thinks that shooting is the pro- uh, this solves every problem. Right. And with current events, um, you know,
1: apparently that's not true, so... <laughs> Uh, anyway. Yeah, you don't want people to just be like, Whoa, cool robot!
0: <laughs> and uh, the thing is, I'm wondering if this game will actually understand what Paul Weirhoven was going for. I doubt it. I don't think subtlety is on the mind of these people. Um, whoever they got to play Peter Weller, they're doing an okay job. They're doing a good Peter Weller impression. Yeah. But I swear, you know, I'm getting tired. Oh, yeah, RoboCopEd 209 and crime. Okay, we get it. Do something new. Do something new. Anyways, uh, we're going to move on to the next moves item. Uh, go ahead, TJ.
1: City Skylines 2 studio promises performance issues can and will be fixed. A few days before the launch of Cities Skylines 2, Paradox Interactive issued a warning about the game's performance, specifically that it might be a little less than ideal, especially on lower-end hardware. Sure enough, this was our experience. Random FPS dips, slowdown hitches, and sometimes complete freezes that lasted a few seconds, along with graphical glitches and outright crashes. The The bigger the city, the worse the problems. In a, post, in a post-release plans and goals update posted today, the developer Colossal Order said that Cities Skylines 2 is built for the future with modern hardware in mind, essentially repeating the statement that it made in the pre-release performance warning, but committed to improving the situation in future updates and, importantly, shared, assured players that the issues can be fixed. The studio has identified some issues tied to certain soft or hardware setups that yielded unexpected results and said it is now working on updates that aim to make specific improvements, such as removing stutters, generally caused by some synchronization condition in the simulation, uh, optimize and balance GPU performances by reducing the number of stuff, <laughs> and then pushing CPUs' optimizations that are not already done as we come across in this process. Colossal Order said that the upcoming patches will largely improve the game's performance at default settings, but also warned fans of high frame rates that it is that its target is a steady 30 FPS. There's no word at this point when the first City Skylines 2 update is expected to arrive. It actually, I do believe, arrived today. Okay,
0: here's the thing: I mean, when people said it's steady 30 FPS, and all all these gamers just lost their minds, and it's like. This is not Counter-Strike. You know, we don't need 120 frames per second. 30 frames per second on a city simulation is fine, and it's a lot harder to do this than it is for a shooter, which hides its assets and just loads it as it needs it. Even games like Red Dead Redemption 2, you think that you're seeing the entire... No, you're not. You're not. Because the game knows how to hide the rest of the uh, geometry behind, you know, hills and all that stuff. You know, you can't do that with City Skylines. This is a game which you're going to be zooming up, zooming down, looking at the entire city at once, and it's going to be doing all these calculations. So it's it's a completely different beast.
1: And the more calculations you add, the more it has to work. Like, that is the that has always been the thing about City Skylines. That was the thing with the original City Skylines when it first came out. Sure, it would work fine when you had your city down at a small like neighborhood level, but once you reach Metropolis, I think Chuck... Yeah, and um, also uh, I zoomed
0: out, and I, I got to the button which says, oh, here, this is a button you can use to purchase more land to build on, and then I saw how small my square w- was in the mass of this larger square, and I was thinking, oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. The, the, my city can become gigantic, and it's just going to eat my computer alive.
1: Yeah, and we did see a uh, patch drop today that talked about some of these optimization issues. uh. They they made quite a few different uh, optimizations to the game, including uh, optimized stutters when buildings would spawn or level up. Meaning, when they shift over to the next level of building, you're not gonna get as much slowdown when that happens, like in Mass. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff that like fishing finish, uh, fixed crash after uh, upgrading the wind turbine, fixed uh, crashes when car crashes have. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen uh, those yet. With trailer. And it's just it, it's clear that they are dedicated to like future proofing this thing. I think and I and I actually read like one of their one of their things for not delaying this game and instead going ahead and putting it out the way it was, is that a lot of this stuff wasn't stuff that they felt their core audience was going to care about and they didn't want to cheat people out of the release day that they told them. Oh
0: that's Entirely not true, because uh, apparently a large fan base does care about
1: it. Well, sure, Uh, but I'm, but their point was that like they didn't feel that the performance issues were so bad that people would be more angry if the game were was delayed further.
0: There are people that angry at Starfield not realizing that they were playing it off a hard drive, regular hard drive, and not a solid state drive. That yes, the game would have problems loading when when it's, it's expecting a solid state drive and it gets a hard drive. You know, it's like, yeah, you have to, you really have to make sure. I'm thinking about upgrading my computer from having 16 gigabytes of RAM to 32 gigabytes of RAM. And as it isn't because of City Skylines, but it's just that you know I may need to upgrade my computer.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm. Like, the performance issues that I've seen make me cautious about trying to play this on my laptop. Oh, like, God, no, I, no, don't, don't. I, I think no, i can't wait a bit. <clears throat> Actually, you can't know what? Wait for a couple more patches to launch. You know what I'm going to try? I'm going to try
0: playing this on a really low uh, resolution, like 1080p, and uh, setting all the graphic options to medium just to see how it runs and how it looks. I don't think it'll be that much different. Although a lot of people were mocking, why do you need a motion blur? And I didn't understand until until I did the zoom in, zoom out. I said, oh, that's why they need a motion blur. Because it looks really strange if you don't have it when you're zooming in or zooming out.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. So.
0: Anyways, we're going to take the next item. Go ahead, Scott.
2: All PlayStation Five slim disk drive seems to require internet connection to install. This is from Eurogamer. Sony's new PlayStation 5 disc drive add-on used with the upcoming PS5 Slim console will require an internet connection to pair the device during installation. The detail is listed on boxes for the new PS5 Slim, which have begun popping up in, in the wild ahead of the November launch in the U.S. Internet connection required to pair disk drive and PS5 console upon setup, the box warrants in photos shared online today. Sony may want to use an online check-in to ensure the PS5 disk drive is an officially licensed peripheral rather than any kind of disk drive that could be enabled piracy.
0: Or any other disk drive that a third-party manufacturer might, might, and, might yeah. make, and Sony doesn't want to give up that money.
2: But it's, it's a usual thing with a lot of hardware being uh, proprietary. Uh, however, it also adds an online step to playing disc-based games that otherwise would not require an internet connection and begs the question of what happens when Sony turns its authentication server off or it's offline for some other reason. This has been something that is worried yeah. for uh, PS3. Yeah. Ten,
0: year, ten years from now, um, is Sony really going to keep uh, supporting the PS5 and Doing online checks. How about twenty years from now? Yeah. You know, could you imagine if didn't... could you imagine if you had to to verify an NES's uh, cartridge drive before you could actually use it? Like, oh, you yeah, can't they, use they, it. There's no NES online, so you can't use your NES.
2: Yeah, yeah. That, that really it's... is terrible. I remember PS3. They they were talking about uh, losing support there and not being able to play the PS3 games that you have and it's really frustrating. You can't even play these old consoles now. Uh, I mean, that's why I'm staying on Steam because at least my game will keep <laughs> working 10 years from now. I can play Skyrim. No issue. I can turn it on right now and play it and there'll be no, you know, having to authenticate or whatever. It, it just goes. And Valve did
0: say, you know, if for whatever reason, Steam goes out of business, you know, yeah. this is back in 2004 Say, well, you know, you can just download all your games onto whatever medium you want, and they're yours. I mean,
2: uh, your gamer has contacted Sony for more details on how it's, this interconnection connection will work and reasons for it being required. Oh, by the so, way, um, this might actually be breaking
0: a law um, because from what I read, there's uh, some laws that prohibit this sort of thing in which you cannot gatekeep uh, what's called content uh, from 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 a user I, i'd have to look it up i it, but i think it's a, an obscure DM DCMA law that this could be violating
1: yeah it seems a little by a hardware it, it seems more than a little invasive to have a piece of hardware that requires an online connection in order to activate and and work from then on and like the idea that you have a that if you don't have that internet connection, you just have a brick until you do. It's stupid. That's really stupid. You don't pay the money for something to just, for it to just not work. If uh, I don't know.
0: Sony invented the root kit. Just remember that.
1: Remember that root kit. If
0: you put your CD in, oh dear.
1: The other thing I've heard is uh, Sony is scared of people using the the. Uh, the disk drive port for uh, to hack the console or something like that. But even then, that doesn't, I don't, I don't really care that much. That doesn't really like justify such invasive and.
0: And people are going to, people who want to hack your system will hack it. I mean, that's not going to stop them. They crack open the console. What are you gonna do? Make the console not work if, uh, like a, like a, like a pinball machine, and it goes tilt up? Oh, you can't use it. You, you, you jammed it. We think you were trying to open it, so you can't use your thing anymore. It's perfect.
1: And what happens in seven years when Sony's already moved on to like the PS6 and discontinued PS5s, and that server might be turned off someday? You just have oh, like if you get your hands on an A1, you just can't do anything with it because of wow. the server is off.
0: They don't That's, care. They want you to play their new games. And if
1: you want to play it's the really old ridiculous. games, wait
0: for them. You just buy it like Nintendo forces you to buy The Legend of Zelda 500 times.
1: We're getting to the point where, it, where even having a disk drive doesn't mean anything. You're basically just putting the disk in there so it can connect to the internet and, and realize that you have a license to play that game.
0: You know, the, the fortunate it's, thing is that a lot of the Microsoft started leading the charge into having all their games on Steam, sort of like placed, Sony is like forced to do it. So at least you'll have the PC versions of those games and, um, you know, the only thing you have to worry about is, oh, will it run on Windows 10, 11, 12, whatever the OS system is?
1: Yeah, that's, that's no good. Like, yes, you're right. I'm glad that uh, that having to be com- competitive has forced Sony to put some of its PlayStation titles on Steam. Yeah, you just have
0: to wait a couple of months for it, but, you know.
1: And even then, you might get, like, a really bad port like we saw with... uh. Like we saw with uh, the Horizon Zero, Horizon Zero dock was a, was a pretty rough port when it first arrived. Wasn't The Last uh, of Us that
0: had Steam. a, The Last of Us was having a rough time as a PC game?
1: It also had performance issues. Yeah. I think the only one that I heard of that didn't was uh, Ratchet and & Clank and God of War. Well, Spider-Man runs pretty well from
0: the Epic Games Store. Uh, that's funny because you have it on Steam, you have it on Epic Games Store, but you're not going to see it on good old games. <laughs> yeah, there's no way in hell they'll allow a game without any DRM on it to be released. Uh, we'll move on to the next item. Xbox sees record-breaking quarter one gaming revenue, and this comes to us from Eurogamer. Microsoft has detailed the earnings for its first quarter in its 2024 fiscal year, pointing to record game a record-breaking quarter one for Xbox gaming service, despite a 7% drop in hardware sales. Over the course of Microsoft's Quarter 1 2024, which covers July 1st to the 30th of September, Xbox generated $3.9 billion in gaming revenue, equating to a 9% year-on-year increase, in which the company attributed to strong performance from first-party titles and Game Pass. Um, Not coincidentally, they had the record-breaking Q1 encompassed to the long-awaited launch of Bethesda's Starfield, which surpassed 10 million players in its first few weeks of release, by the way, for a game that was on Game Pass, it sold like three times three to four times more than Spider-Man 2. And it's like people are worried that Game Pass is going to leech from sales. There's a reason why Microsoft decided to start selling its games on Steam, <laughs> you know. There are people who don't have Game Pass but they wanted to play Starfield said, "Hey." And it's like I see all these negative videos about Starfield, it's like, "Oh, It actually did extremely well. Um, And blah, 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 more business talk. Uh, The one thing that worries me is that Microsoft did have a huge profit, but they sold less hardware, which makes me worried, again, about having disk hardware and being able to buy games instead of just have them on Game Pass. I mean, I love Game Pass, but, you know, it's worrying all this digital stuff,
1: yeah it's uh <clears throat> like and despite even all that like it's it's gonna keep continuing to grow it's gonna keep they're not gonna back off of this, no, and I don't want them to I mean, I
0: love the fact that you know all these day one games are coming to game pass, but I do not want to see physical sales go away, and fortunately, there's plenty of people who aren't Wealthy or don't have access to internet, who are still going to want disc-based games?
1: Yeah, it's. I, I think that there will always be a, a demand for physical media, even despite the fact that it has declined so much. Because, like the fact of the matter is, game, groups like Limited Run are still thriving out here.
0: Speaking of limited, uh, speaking of physical media, take the next item, uh, TJ.
1: Oh no, Hogwarts! Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy Switch Day 1 update is larger than the I game's cartridge size. I don't have black characters. Portkey Games has provided additional details about the size of Hogwarts Legacy on the Nintendo Switch, including the game's Day 1 patch. After releasing other across other platforms earlier this year, the Switch version of Hogwarts will launch will finally launch next month. The game will be made available both digitally and physically on Nintendo's hybrid platform and on the game's official support page. File sizes have been revealed. According to Warner Brothers, the game will receive a major day one patch, which will weigh in at roughly 8 gigabytes. This means that this update will be larger than the actual game on the cartridge, which is approximately 7 gigabytes, and those playing the game digitally will need to download roughly 15 gigabytes of data in order to install the main game in the update. Quote, for both our deluxe and standard edition, the cartridge size is approximately 7 gigabytes. Players should plan to accommodate uh, for an additional 8 gigabytes of space to allot for the needs of our anticipated day one patch. If you decide decide to get an extra language pack, you should plan for an additional 1.5 gigabytes of download per language.
0: Yeah, the Switch 2 can't come fast enough.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I, I mean, see, this is what we're talking about when... You know, you, you have the, the physical game, Hogwarts, but apparently only half the game, well, maybe it's... I mean, the, the you know, 8 gigabytes worth is going to have to be downloaded, so you're never going to have a complete physical cartridge of this game, you know, and that's that's the unfortunate part of... Uh, it's not only the, that. Physical media being but under threat.
0: If, if the Switch had a real hard drive, you know, that actually had space... This would not be an issue, you know, how because there's going to be people who are going to have to decide what to delete off their off their switch in order to uh, in order to play this game.
2: Yeah,
1: I, uh, I. I look at the fact that this is WB. And uh, I also look at Mortal Kombat one and how it looked on the switch just a month ago. And uh, this makes sense. Warner Brothers is terrible at Switch. <laughs> at least as far as, like, I don't know, what the, it's different developers, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that the developer can maybe try to do something, but I do not expect uh, Hogwarts on Switch to be a quality title.
0: <laughs> the thing is that um, the next Switch, the Switch 2, which is basically confirmed at this point, it needs to have a beefier hard drive, even half a terabyte would be an improvement, you know? And those things are cheap. You know, you can get a, an M two half a terabyte for 20 bucks. Now it's, it's, it's insanely cheap and they should be, you know, who cares if it's proprietary Nintendo M two SSD car, uh, slot, uh, who cares? Just put some real, uh, some space on the damn thing. Cause you know, we know, we, here's the thing. Nintendo fans or, you know, Nintendo owners understand that th- th- uh, they're not going to get bleeding-edge graphics, and they don't need bleeding-edge graphics. What they do need is hard drive space.
1: Yeah. And, like, thankfully, most of the Nintendo games that have come out so far, I think the most the largest one I've seen is... Uh, Call of Duty.
0: It's always Call of Duty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's probably the case. I haven't actually seen Call of Duty's file size on Switch, but I I don't know. I, I, get, I would expect that it's not small. Um, But as far as like in a, a first-party Nintendo game goes, they've been able to keep their stuff underneath 15 gigabytes for the most part. And I don't know. I agree with you that we definitely need bigger hard drives in, for the next one, because like that... Almost the entirety of what's going on with the Switch is like it's the most accessible and the most easy to carry about and buy and and play system out there. But it also restricts the developers so much and makes them work so hard to get everything to pack everything into a Switch game.
0: Yeah, I mean, just like I said, just the M2, the M2 uh, SDD, you know, I'm pretty sure you can get it for $10 each in bulk. It's it, they're just insanely inexpensive now. And, you know, I know the law that says, you know, that um, the thing that says it'll uh, all data will fill, fill a space. That's fine, but, you know, um, this is ridiculous. It reminds me of when the old Xbox 360 had those slots on the side for 16 gigabyte memory cards like you had on the Dreamcast. Whoever used those? I know I didn't. I'm pretty sure it's just. You need you switch. Just 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 get half a terabyte. People will be ecstatic.
1: Mm-hmm. I uh I really am holding out high hopes for the next switch. I really hope that they. I don't think I can deal with a Wii U follow up to the switch. That would I think that would break a lot of hearts.
0: I don't know. They they have they Nintendo the has this insane need to have some sort of hardware gimmick. And there's apparently going to be a hardware gimmick on the next one, whatever it is. Hope it's not
1: too invasive. Yeah, no kidding.
0: I, I I saw where motion control is coming back. and It's like, why? Why why bring back motion control?
1: I mean they've never really gone away. We still have them on the Joy Cons. They're just Well, yeah, because never- they, they 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 they're backwards compatible with the Wii. I mean <laughs> Right. But I think just like I don't know, they've always been back there lurking in the dark not being necessarily used for every game but still there you know at
0: some point we will have motion control that will do one to one and it'll be just fine that was the problem with with motion control there was always a lag or a lack of able to register your movements i think you know if i'm pretty sure if the gra- if the technology was one to one you could do it as sort of like a bonus option not make it mandatory because I'll tell you something. I do miss my Connect. I do like being able to do voice commands on my on – my, that's all I used it for in the Xbox One was voice commands. Xbox
1: on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, look for our show notes at GamingPodcast.net along with industry news or gaming history articles. We enjoy feedback. So come on comments on our blog at GamingPodcast.net. Also, hit up at Facebook.com slash GamingPodcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us iTunes comments. You can find me on Twitter at JonahFalcon you find me at johnny chugs and you can find uh scott on shard no more uh, we will see you next week happy gaming everyone have fun be cool play games y'all